0: Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They're like Sonic and Tails, only old and slow. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest Justin Vendetta.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we have with us Justin Vendetta, the founder of Verge Currency. Before we start talking to Justin, let's grab that crypto news from the Crypto Gent. Thanks, Professor. Hello,
2: Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to the Crypto Currency News in a flash with the Crypto Gent. A new report has come out this week that suggests that the United States is massively overtaking all of the countries in the amount of conversations that are taking place about Facebook's Libra and, of course, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. Dogecoin has gone up 37% since its listing on Binance this week, and i decided to take a look at the top three risers over the last 24 hours in the cryptocurrency market. Komodo is in third place with a 10.43% rise. Next is next with a 12% rise, and the biggest riser of the top 100 coins over the last 24 hours... Is waves with a eighteen percent rise. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash. Enjoy the show and follow up the crypto gent. Back to you, professor.
1: Thanks a lot, crypto gent. So, Justin, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for
0: having me on, guys. Yeah,
1: it's great to have you. Absolutely.
0: My, uh First, first time on the show. Yes.
1: Yes. It's. Uh, we're glad to have you. I've been kind of. A, I wouldn't say like an XVG fan per se I, i've kind of traded it a little bit but i've never really been you know super deep in following the project but we're kind of interested to learn more maybe about where you're at now and where you're headed with it you know i know you just got a new code base out yep can you tell us a little bit about that and kind of where you see verge right now
0: okay well uh, i guess to to talk about the code base now i'll, I'll explain where it came from because um, a lot of people get confused and think that we're a fork of dogecoin uh, back when we first launched, our name was Dogecoin Dark, um, we were, but we were actually a fork of uh, RootCoin, uh, which was a proof of stake uh, system, but we actually shut off proof of stake in it and made it proof of work. Um, and it was just kind of a fun project. Uh, wasn't really, you know, we didn't do an ICO, we didn't have a pre-mine. Uh, it was just kind of, you know, me and some friends in the community uh, just playing around and having fun with it. And, you know, we made a really high supply. Um, you know, which seems to, uh, you know, in my experience from the Dogecoin community, uh, you know, the high supply makes it a lot more fun for everybody, um, makes it less stressful. Um, and uh, long term, it seems like it's kind of, uh, you know, been successful for distribution. Um, and uh, so, you know, the first, co- uh, the first code base we had, um, it, it wasn't great. Um, needed a lot of modifications here and there. It was constantly being patched. Uh, And then we had a couple of mining exploits in 2017. Uh, And so we slowly started revamping the entire code base from scratch using the newest Bitcoin code base of uh, 0.17. So that's where we are now. Now we actually have Verge, uh, all the components that made Verge unique, um, our higher supply, um, having four built in to uh, hide users IP addresses, um, secure messaging, um, and then our multi-algorithm proof of work. Uh, all, re, you know, put back into the newest Bitcoin code base. So we're really happy with where it's at now because, uh, you know, things are a lot more stable. Um, you know, we've prevented, uh, you know, future mining attacks. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so I mean, that's that's where we are with our software. and We have a lot of other software, too. Uh, like, if you take a look in our GitHub, you'll see we have, like, a, we have a library for almost every programming language available for developers. You know, like Node.js, huh. Python. Um, nice. Stuff, stuff like that. Uh, We have a new iOS wallet that we just launched uh, that was built by one of our devs that's just a brilliant iOS dev. Uh, And he baked Tor into that. As far as I know, we're actually the only iOS uh, crypto app that has Tor baked in right now.
2: That's sick. That's sick.
1: So it sounds like you've got a lot of focus on trying to make it easily accessible to developers, more or less, to to implement it?
0: Yeah. So the whole idea, really, with not having an ICO or pre-mine, uh, was to kind of make it community-based uh, and not just in the sense of having a community, but, um, you know, building a, a community of developers and making it easier for developers, um, you know, that are, that belong to other projects to, to integrate Verge into it. Um, and so we, we've had a lot of that kind of stuff happen. Uh, I mean, it, surprisingly uh, some of the libraries that we built a couple of years ago are actually being used a lot now. Um, and, you know, we get questions all the time on how, uh, like our Node.js library works, uh, how our Python library works. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we we try to we try to not only just be community oriented, but also developer community oriented as well.
2: So basically, you developed a community to help support the project over the interim while you guys were in development phase. So you were pretty much pulling from the community assistance with the development. I mean, I I see a lot from what you're saying right now. It's it's pretty amazing where you guys are at and where you've come it, just since I've been in crypto. So say like 2018, January, what I remember of, of the Verge project and to see where you're at now, it sounds like it's leaps and bounds and it's all been behind the scenes because you really haven't heard a lot of a lot of Verge hype over the last, I'd say, 10 to 12 months.
0: Yeah, well, you know, during the during the bear market, you know, a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of negative sentiment, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw where uh, a lot of people that had just gotten in uh and saw you know everything climb and then suddenly drop uh there's a lot of negative sentiment coming from people and uh it's my opinion that uh so many people got into crypto in 2017 that their experience with the uh correction after the rise um the negative sentiment was so large because you know the the community itself in crypto literally doubled um So, 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 you know, for us, I mean, that was nothing new, you know, I I remember when Bitcoin went to a hundred bucks and quote unquote crashed, you know, back down. And (laughs) then it went to a thousand bucks and came back down. Um, Right. So, I mean, this, you know, none of this was uh, new to me and uh, to to a lot of people on the team. So we just kind of kept our noses down and, you know, just kept working. And, you know, people that sat around and complained, we said, okay, well, you know, you don't have to work on this, you know? Um, Right. And, what we were left with was a couple dozen, uh, you know, really passionate people that, you know, didn't really care about the price and didn't care about the bear market. And, you know, just, you know, had the belief that, you know, crypto will go, will come back, you know, and go back up again. So,
2: Well, ultimately really wanted to develop a sound project at the end of the day. That was that was why everybody stayed on because they they seen their dream yeah. and your your vision and wanted to make that a reality. So that that right there is what you call, you know, unity. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, well, and, and not only that, but I mean, you know, a lot of us have, uh, you know, kind of built personal relationships with one another. You know, I mean, we don't, you know, 75% of our conversations in our in our team chats are, are crypto. But, uh, you know, we do talk about a lot of personal stuff, you know, what's going on with our family, what's going on geographically, politically, you know, where we live. Uh, so a lot of us have become really good friends and we talk to each other every day.
1: Man, crypto really brings people together. That's a fact. You know, like Mitch and I oh, met uh, in, in the project that we are currently involved with now. And we started out as admins for the community. And and here mm-hmm. we are. So it's kind of uh, <laughs> it's one of those things, man. It's just every every aspect of it, whether you're working on a project or you're talking with people on Twitter about similar interests or trades or whatever it is, it's like you become part of a family. And oh, it's, yeah, uh, it's a cool thing, man.
0: Yeah. And it's a really cool kind of uh, a bond to share because... You know, especially for people like, uh, you know, like me and CryptoRect. Uh, he's like one of our number two guys at Verge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we met uh, in the Dogecoin dark IRC chat years ago uh, and we didn't really hit it off. We, we kind of were arguing a lot and stuff. And then we ended up, uh, I think I DM would him and uh, we started talking and then turns out we had a ton in common. And, you know, now I talk to him every day, you know, on an almost hourly basis. That's
1: cool. That's awesome. It's something unlike most other industries out there. It's just a different world here, and I love it. Yeah, but it's
0: really it it is really cool in the sense that uh, you know it builds you know it builds friendships, it builds families, and uh, you know it's definitely uh, a a unique thing to
1: to see in our lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. So going back, what made you in in the very beginning? What made you want to do a privacy coin? So
0: uh, I got into crypto um from a friend of mine back in 2011 and uh he basically started telling me about bitcoin and litecoin and um and then when when I saw those I was like okay I you know I'm definitely interested uh I I couldn't mine bitcoin too much I only had a cpu at the time uh couldn't afford an asic uh and I had a uh a, a decent you know mid level uh GPU. So I was mining Litecoin a bit, and um, and then once more altcoins came out like Dogecoin. Um, uh, you know, just lo- lots of projects started coming out. I built a mining pool uh, to start supporting all the different altcoins that were coming out, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. But then there was just this onslaught of literally completely identical projects coming out, and what they were doing is they were taking a pre premine uh, or mining before they publicly released, you know, one percent or two percent of the total supply um and they didn't offer anything but they were making promises they were saying hey we're gonna you know take we're gonna we're gonna produce 10 million coins um we're gonna keep a hundred thousand right off the bat for ourselves and once it hits markets we're gonna start selling them and putting this money into development to do uh a b and c you know privacy was usually a, a popular one um you know all kinds of uh smart contract concepts you know all different concepts and uh and nobody delivered literally nobody uh, all these projects just did a pre-mine, and then they sold their coins and disappeared. Uh, wow. and there was no accountability. <laughs> uh, you know, there nobody knew who, who a lot of the developers were, even were. Um, right. And none of them stuck around. And for me, I was, uh, you know, a mining pool admin at the time. I was literally adding, you know, three or four coins every week and taking off three or four coins every week off my pool just to... You know, delist the next three the three coins that I put on the previous week. You know, now I'm delisting them the next week because it's already dead in a week. Uh, wow, that just that's crazy! Oh yeah, and there and hundreds and hundreds of coins launched over the course of like a year, and uh, and I just got so sick of it. But working working with all these projects uh, and adding them onto my pool, I got really familiar with the the code itself. Uh, so I decided, you know, well, Bitcoin's you know done me well in my mining pool uh only had one percent fees, but you know, as Bitcoin kept rising, I kept being lucky enough to sell it sell at the top and then buy back in. Um and so so I kept my Bitcoins uh, you know, mostly and uh I said, you know, I I think this mining pool is kind of driving me crazy and seeing all these coins just come out (laughs) nonstop. And uh I think I'm gonna just try to build my own project. So I took a source code that I was familiar with and I made a gigantic supply and I launched it publicly and made you know made a community chat room for it and um we set up bots to you know to quote unquote rain on each other so we could uh you know you could say rain a thousand and it would divide a thousand coins to whoever was active in the chat room so if there was only 20 people then you know everybody was going to get you know 50 or 500 coins uh right and uh we we started doing that and it was a lot of fun and we had a lot of other uh, pool admins in the room and uh, since the since we had such a high supply, you know, it got to the point where like every once in a while, you know, big miners would come in and they'd rain, you know, a million or 10 million coins at once. And this was like, you know, we were worth one Satoshi back then. And, uh, you know, and the price of Bitcoin was you know, non-existent compared to what it is now. So it was just a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of stuck around and it just grew and it grew and it grew. Um, and eventually it just became something that I ended up living and breathing and staying awake for days, trying to make it bigger and bigger. (laughs) Uh, And people in the chat were constantly giving me new ideas. They said, Hey, why don't you, uh," this was before Tor uh, was in any project. People were saying, why don't you build Tor nodes, you know, and and make, you know, put those in the code. And I said, yeah, that's a good idea. And then uh, our buddy Buzz uh, messaged me and said, Hey, I heard about this thing, I2P, you should look into that. And within a few days I built I2P nodes. And then I put our Electrum server on I2P. And, uh, You know, just kept growing and growing and uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: It's really cool to see how far community driven projects can really come, you know, especially not having an ICO or anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have zero
1: funding. Yeah, that's just it. You know, you didn't start out with like 60 million dollars, you know, so.
0: (laughs) Right. I I, I had enough that I knew that I could uh, I would still survive if this all failed. You know, I'd be able to you know hold myself over and pay my bills until I found another job. And and luckily, I didn't need to. Um, It was worth it. You know, back when I actually launched this coin, I was probably one of the weakest miners on the network because I had, you know, a mid-level GPU. And there were already guys out there with, you know, five or six GPUs that were top of the line. So, you know, in, in contrast to the people who were mining the coin at the time, I mean, I was a nobody on the network, but I still managed to accumulate a good sum of them.
2: That's awesome. Definitely a lot of uh, ambition on your part. It shows. Uh, how old are you, if you don't mind? Uh, Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Okay, so you've been doing this since two thousand eleven, right? And what were you? Was your base like your base education all about computers? Was this always something you've done since high school, or was there something else that you were big into and just said, "I'm going to get into crypto"?
0: In uh, in in middle school, probably. Maybe second or third grade, uh, I was doing really, really badly in public school, and uh, and you know, no, everybody was obviously concerned. They're like, "Why is Justin, you know, not doing his homework? Why is he not paying attention in class?" And uh, eventually, we took some kind of standardized testing, and I ended up having uh, getting a really good grade on it, and uh, it ended up getting me uh, a ride into a gifted school. So I ended up going into a gifted school, and um, I had a computer teacher, and Probably the coolest guy I've ever met in my entire life. He passed away uh, in in school one day, actually, in class. But uh, oh, geez. I, had, I, wow. had him, I had him for about two years, and uh, he was just such an awesome guy. And uh, he could tell that I had a, a natural talent for, you know, this was back in the days of basic. Um, he could tell that I had a talent. And, uh, yeah, he basically eventually just started letting me do whatever I want. You know, he said, you know, you don't have to do today's lesson, Justin. You can just go hang out and do what you've been doing because. I had already figured out basic and all that, you know, all the simple stuff <laughs> that the class was working on. Uh, so it That's got cool. to the point where, eventually, my parents bought me a computer, and you know, I just became a hardcore, you know, nerd at like 10, 10, 10 11 years old. And uh, <laughs> I love you know, it. If I, could, awesome. if, I would, if I could, I would have grown a beard back then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> start
1: early. Yeah, it sounds a lot like uh, like me growing up. I just got into computers way early and. Yeah, I I remember back in in elementary school, riding my bicycle to the the junk store with my friend, the Rescue Mission Bargain Center, and buying old computers for a dollar or two and tearing them apart and building them into different things. And started development in sixth grade, also at the uh, influence of a teacher. So
0: probably you probably still get a weird nostalgic nostalgic feeling when you see old computers laying around.
1: Oh yeah, man! Like the the old Apple Twos. Like I was never, I've never been an Apple guy, but. in our school, that's all we had at the beginning was, was apples, like apple twos, apple IIes, E's. And, you know, I remember oh, yeah. playing uh, like crystal quest and super munchers on the old apples. And, um, <laughs> one, one time he, uh, our sixth grade teacher told us that if we could write to a million on paper, you know, pen and paper over the weekend that he'd buy us a 12 pack of Mountain Dew. So we all tried that. <laughs> and of course <laughs> failed epically <laughs> on, on Monday, he fired up the apple II and wrote up a, a little program that counted to a million. And if I remember right, it took several hours still on that old thing. But uh, but yeah, and and so it was that that point he said, this is what you do to build video games. And then I was hooked and I never ended up becoming a game developer, but um, it all starts with one little thing like that. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, I was socially awkward as a kid. And, uh, you know, it was like it was nice because computers were a thing I could interact with uh, that wasn't a person, you know.
1: That's the same. Like I, I, didn't like people. My my wife still looks at me. She's known me since middle school, and she still looks at me like, "How are you doing a podcast? How are you talking to yeah. strangers?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was, I was always the same way. Like I was, I, in high I school, you broke you out of your shell, like metalhead, like <laughs> yeah. I was, it, I was kind of a strange kid, but yeah. So computers were were always that thing. For well, you me. know, heavy
0: heavy metal. Uh, heavy metal is linked to uh, higher intelligence. I actually read an article about that. I think it was last year.
1: Oh no shit!
2: Yes. Nice. Story. Damn. I like to take credit for his coming out of his shell because if it wasn't for me, I don't think you know this last year would have been as crazy as it was. <laughs>
1: no, it's it's helped that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah anytime anytime yeah, I do, I love uh, it. anytime
0: I do like an interview or or a presentation like in person, people are always like, "Man, you're such a good speaker," and I'm like, "Thanks." Like, you know, three or four years ago, I was the complete opposite. <laughs> But I just, you know, <laughs> this is something that I just kind of had to do. I mean, I guess it came with the territory, but I never imagined when I first started the project that I'd be speaking and doing podcasts and, you know, presenting things in front of crowds of people uh, in my life ever. You know, if anything, I would have wanted to avoid it. But, you know, it's something right. I had to do. And, uh, you know, I believe in the project, so I don't have a problem
1: doing it. It makes it easy that way. Exactly. If you believe in what you're talking about, it's, it comes out easy. So, yeah, Exactly. So, uh, other than XVG, what other projects out there? Is there anything in particular that kind of sparks your interest? Um, I've always
0: been a really big fan of uh, Bitcoin. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm almost a, a Bitcoin maximalist. Uh, with the exception of like a handful of vaults. Um, right? Because I love Bitcoin, and I think it, you know, should always be the, you know, the uh, the gold to the precious metals market. You know, um, it'll always have its purpose,
2: right. And, uh, and sadly, if you don't think Litecoin's the silver to Bitcoin's gold, this conversation's over. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Just saying. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's, there's some good projects out there. I like, I like Litecoin. I like Bitcoin. I like Dogecoin. Um, you know, I like all the OGs that are still around and still working, you know, full force. Dogecoin, unfortunately, is not really having a lot of development going on anymore. But I mean, it still works and it's still stable, which is a good sign. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of the old, the old, you know, the older OG alts.
1: Yeah. I can hear yeah. there, especially where you've been in this so long, you know, there's, you know, 2011 was pretty much damn near the beginning, more or less in, in long term. Oh thing. yeah.
0: Yeah. Back then we kind of all knew each other. You know, it was such a small community that, you know, within, within a month or two of, of just existing in it, you kind of get, got to know everybody.
1: Jeez. It's crazy to think that, uh, I, I passed up that opportunity to, to jump into Bitcoin in like 2010. It was like just some dude on Craigslist trying to trade stuff for Bitcoin. And I totally blew it off. And I'll, I'll always remember that Craigslist ad.
0: <laughs> Damn. I'm a late oh, well bloomer. He was, he was, was he offering items to, to receive Bitcoin or was he trying to give right. away Bitcoin to take care things? No, he was
1: trying to collect Bitcoin. And so it was, it was kind of interesting uh, to me because the way he worded it. Like I was at that time, I was uh, doing reselling a lot to, to get through school and stuff like that. So um, yeah. I was on Craigslist a lot. And this guy's ad, for some reason, it like stood out. And I was like, well, this is cool. Bitcoin sounds like an interesting thing. But then I looked it up. And I don't know what website I looked at. But whatever it was, I looked at it. It was just like, well, this is stupid. And and I moved on. And that was it. I just kind of totally forgot about it. And then t- 2016, I started doing a little bit of mining with the Butterfly Labs Miner. And then that blew up. And then I forgot about it again until December of 2017. But, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I'm glad I'm here now.
0: Man, I tell you what. I had a... I, I had an ASIC. Uh, I had an Antminer, and man, that thing sounded like a fucking jet engine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that this this one did too. It was like the the power supply itself sounded like its own jetliner, along with the miner.
0: Yeah, I kept I kept mine in my garage, and like you could hear it inside my house, like from the other side of the house. And it was just it was <laughs> damn. And it was never That's profitable. Crazy. I got a I got an uh, I got an Antminer S9 right when they came out. I want to say it was like. Four, four or five years ago and uh-huh. uh man that thing was never profitable it was very expensive and it was really really loud
1: mm. yeah i've always heard uh lots of horror stories about those things and people that weren't very happy with their purchase more or less so i uh i never yeah. got too deep into into mining i never really had the the funding to get the hardware and now i've right, had all right. my time you know on the development side of things but
0: yeah mining is tough to jump into especially for new people you know a lot of people uh you know, one of the things that, you know, when people hear me talking about crypto, they say, how do I mine Bitcoin? And like my first response is, you know, you don't want to even do that or even try.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. It just doesn't make it's, sense. I mean, even It doesn't even make bad.
1: sense. You, you're just going to be mining yeah. away and mining away for nothing, basically, at this point. So.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, in America, you're going to be spending probably three times as much as you're making, if not more. Yep.
1: Easy. Definitely not profitable. No. no. You know what? The one I was mining for a while was... uh Electronium only because I was a fan of the project, and I was just running a, a CPU miner that's
0: with a. a uh, that's a fork of Monero, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, it, yeah. It's the the Kryptonite, uh, algorithm. Yeah, yeah, cryptonite algorithm. Yeah. So, yep, and it's uh, you know, so I was mining that for a little while, but I, you know, like I said, I only had a CPU. I was running, I think it was a AMD Phenom X4, like not even a good CPU, and uh, NVIDIA 750, and so I would just turn that on when I left the house and. Stacked up a few of them just for shits and giggles, but that's about it.
0: Did you ever mine, uh, did you ever mine Bitcoin? Uh, no, I never did. Oh uh, yeah, Bitcoin is where uh, XMR and uh, Electronium both, you know, came from. That's like their dad. Right, yeah, I never mined any of it. Bitcoin was the the original kryptonite. I, I had a bunch of Monero. I bought, I, I bought and was mining Monero back when it was like 85 cents.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Good timing. Heck yeah. yeah.
2: So... So, Justin, do you find yourself on Twitter much or not really?
0: Uh, it depends. Um, you know, it depends on, on, on what I'm working on and how hard, uh, you, know, it, you know, how much attention it requires from me. Like, I've really learned to train myself. You know, if I have something big that really needs to get done and I gave myself a time limit on it, uh, then I right. try to cut myself off from all social media. Facebook uh, was really bad for me for a while. And uh, now I've managed to not be on Facebook for more than like a half hour a day. Um, Twitter, I am guilty of being on Twitter probably like once an hour while I'm awake. Oh my God,
2: at least at <laughs> least. Yeah. so if so who do you have like a favorite follow, someone that you that you really look to in the space or that may follow uh, you that you enjoy?
0: I mean, I've got to meet uh, a lot of really cool people in crypto. Um, I have some people that are not, not in crypto that follow me that I was really surprised. Like, uh, uh, I guess one of the actors, uh, from Ray Donovan, which is a show that I kind of enjoy, uh, I can't remember his name offhand. Um, but he follows me and I was kind of surprised to see oh, that. Oh, that's kind of cool. And, uh, yeah. Some, some, some super fans started messaging me, asking me how I knew him <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh <laughs> I didn't even know they followed me. That's so awesome. That's all <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sorry, I can't help you meet them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. It's a funny place. Isn't
0: it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Vlad J. Wanderlund, who's uh, probably one of the best Bitcoin developers, in my opinion, follows me on Twitter. And uh, I mean, I think he's probably I've said it before. I think he's probably the best developer in the crypto space period. Uh, wow. Just because he's, he's so versatile, can handle multiple languages. Contributes to almost everything related to Tor uh outside of Bitcoin. I mean, the guy must be working probably 16 hour days in front of the computer. Um, that's he's one of the top he's he's one of the top contributors uh, to the Bitcoin source code as well. Very so, nice. So I mean that's to, to to me as a developer, there's like, you know, there's really nothing higher in my opinion that could, you know, follow me and, and make me more humbled.
1: Right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So from the development side, it, it kind of you know, talking about Twitter being a distraction, it sort of reminded me back in the day um, with Ray. You know, when Wraith was coming out, and it was just like everybody on Twitter was just sitting there, like hounding you over and over again, like oh, "Give dude. us an update!" like every five minutes, and it's like, you know, I'm like he's got a write code, he can't just be on Twitter. How- how's he going to produce anything if he's on fucking Twitter twenty four seven?
0: Somebody uh, on yeah. on New Year's while I was working, somebody actually wrote me the sweetest message and tipped me two bitcoins, and that was what? one. Yeah, I think Bitcoin was worth about 16000 uh that, that night. And uh, oh, Lord, somebody man. wrote me a long message and said, I'm watching you make all these commits to GitHub while it's New Year's, and I know you have a family, and all these people are going crazy hounding you. And they were like, check your Bitcoin wallet. And I was like, holy shit, thank you so much. That's like the nicest thing anybody's ever done to me.
1: That's amazing. Dude, that's insane. It's so cool yeah, that so there's naturally. actually people out there that are, that, right. you know, as loud as the negativity is, there's always that, you know, one or two people out there that really see what's going on and see what you're doing. Well, with
0: Verge, we never said, we never told people come invest in Verge. I've never told people to buy Verge at all. I've never even told people to mine it. Um, You know, I'm not that guy trying to sell this product. I, you know, I designed it to be a currency, not, not a, a, you know, thing for you to speculate on and buy, uh, which most of the market is anyway. But, you know, we really just push for adoption and think long-term, you know, we're not, you know, trying to raise capital and trying to get people to buy, you know, buy large amounts of our supply. That's not really, you know, something that we focus on. And luckily everybody shares that same vision. So it's, you know, it's not even something that we discuss on the team, you know, if the price goes up or the price goes down, that's not really something that we talk about.
2: And it's so amazing to hear from you right now to hear that because it's, you know, it goes, all the way back to what was it uh, April, May of last year when there was this big announcement with your, with your partnership that happened and it I don't understand all the hype behind it still today, but to hear that, what you just said to hear how you are truly into the adoption of cryptocurrency you are truly building a product because of passion not because of not to make money not to sell it money's a byproduct of of great things that we accomplish and i think we accomplish those things because of the passion we put into it and the and the true love for what we're doing so i i just wanted to say that's awesome to hear from you i i really Kind of takes it up that next level, you know, because if you don't hear these things, you're not going to hear them on social media. You're not going to see them in the news. You're going to hear all the negative bullshit that, you know, idiots want you to hear. And so this was definitely refreshing to hear that. Thank you.
0: Well, well, most media, most media has an agenda, as as you well know, you know. So, you know, it's, you know, I, I but for me, you know, none of that kind of stuff bothers me. You know, like, I mean, I didn't really know who you guys were coming into this. Uh, and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't even really check out your backgrounds, you know, for all I knew, I was coming into something where people were going to try to attack me or something, you know, I mean, that kind of stuff happens in the crypto world, but it doesn't really phase me because, you know, I've been here for a long time and I really know my shit. Right.
1: You know, it's cool. important to have that confidence in yourself, too, though. I mean, that's that's one thing that sets a few people apart from the rest. You know, if you if you have that confidence and you just stay true to what your vision is for the project, then it really doesn't matter what anybody else has to say. Right.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I've probably gotten the most slack for is uh, the partnership with Pornhub. And the funny thing is that that was every day. Uh, everybody on our team realizes that, that was probably one of the best things that we could have ever done. You know, uh, MindGeek is still in talks with all types of crypto services every day, working to get us listed in more places and adopted in more places and integrated in more places. Um, you know, and they're they have such brilliant, motivated people working for them. And to, mm-hmm. to know that, you know, I mean, they're, they're still contacting, you know, people like myself or other people on the team and saying, hey, we need you guys to respond to these people. We hit them up about, you know, Verge being, you know, adopted here and da-da-da. So it's like, you know, it's it was definitely one of the best decisions I ever made.
1: Well, it's awesome. a great example of one of those things that people, they just don't understand, you know, or they don't think they outside of the, the box. Because it's way more than Pornhub, right? right? Like, like MindGeek is huge. Oh, yeah, people no, don't understand yeah. that.
0: Yeah. So the other the other partner, the other uh, like uh, Tron and Zcash are integrated payments on Pornhub, but they're not uh-huh. they don't have a partnership with MindGeek that expands across all of their sites. Right. And on, on, on top of that, you know, we have all the people we have employees at MindGeek that are, you know, working every day uh, to you know look into new crypto services. And, and you know, they first the, their first mention is Verge, you know, and what can we do to get Verge on this? Nice. See,
1: that's, that's cool. That's all the stuff that happens in the background that nobody thinks about. All they see right, is, right. well, no, who pays for porn anymore? Because that's all they can think of is just that little base level of that one transaction. It's like, you know, number one, even if it was just Pornhub, it's exposure. Like people see this and there's people out there throwing Verge coins in the streets. Like, I mean, it's it's bringing <laughs> yeah. exposure to crypto. It's way bigger than what you're looking at at face value. and. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, I've, I've talked to Asia Akira on a
0: one-on-one basis, and, uh, you know, that was something that, you know, I definitely dreamed about when I was younger.
2: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> That's too cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing
0: having a, a company like MindGeek, uh, you know, have your back, and they're, you know, they're, they're easily the best partner I could have ever imagined. You know, I thought that it would uh, have been long over by now, but they're, you know, literally every day. I mean, we just heard from them three days ago. And they dropped a pretty big thing on our lap and said, you know, if this works out, we can get you guys on this. This will be huge for you. And it's like to, to know that this gigantic company that's already got a million things going on with themselves is still thinking about us on a daily basis is just awesome.
2: Well, yeah, that gives, yeah, you, cre- that gives you that credibility that you normally wouldn't have. And I wouldn't say reassurance more than credibility. You know, you're, you're like, man, this is what I'm doing is working.
0: It's so much easier having a company like them uh, initiate a discussion with a large corporation than it is for just a guy like me or somebody on our team. But it's just when you have a company that of that size, nobody ignores them. You know, there's not, there's not many companies on the planet that are bigger than them.
1: So it's that backup that you need to reassure who you're approaching that it's actually worth their time.
0: Right. Right. Where do you guys both live? Uh, Are you guys both in the States?
1: Yeah,
2: I'm up in Montana, actually. And I'm in Michigan. Ooh. Yeah. We're, gotcha. oh, what about you? You're in California?
0: Uh, no, I was in South Florida and I just moved to Asheville, North Carolina uh, a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Nice.
0: Yeah. I love it out here. I'm in the mountains.
1: <laughs> Mitch, was that where that taco place was that Euclid and Oaks were at? Oh, uh, the nacho bar with the. Sure. When they had their shoes? It might have been. Nacho,
0: nachos and beer? Uh, yeah. It there, there's been.
1: like a Euclid and Oaks were at a, a nacho bar, like a big ass nacho bar. And I think it was. I think it was in Asheville. I'll have to look that up and I'll have to send you that direction.
0: There's one. Yeah. There's one right down the street called nachos and beer. And uh, they're, they're incredible. That's awesome. I don't have any of that shit here. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of really good food here. Definitely. And a lot of the food here comes from uh, like local farms. Oh yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah. When you get like a plate at a lot of the restaurants, you know, your, your veggies came from a local farm, your meat came from a local farm. So yeah, it's, it's nice out here. People here, people here are very eco conscious and, uh, you know, we didn't really have that in South Florida and, uh, South Florida was getting, was getting really bad eco disasters. And that's pretty much why I left, uh, last year, a lot of the dolphins and manatees in in South Florida died, uh, from a neurotoxic algae bloom. And, uh, Uh and I'm well, I'm well aware that that's going to happen again later this year. So I was like, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, wait for this to happen. Right. I've got a three year old daughter, so it's like, I can't, you know, I have to make decisions for her, you know?
1: Yeah, man, it's an important thing that a lot of people don't think enough about, that's for
2: sure. No, no, it's not. And so so you're obviously a water person, then. That's cool.
0: I love water, yeah. I love going uh, out on boats. I, I love wakeboarding. I love water skiing. I love it Sweet. so much
2: sweet so you said you said you hadn't heard of us um before before we invited you here uh it's kind of cool that you um came on the show oh, I, 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 really... and, I, and i
0: didn't mean that offensively i'm not really aware of like no no, any no, no. we didn't take podcasts. it that way
1: <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> no, I, 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 cool. if you right. if you asked
0: me to name five of them i wouldn't be able to name any any ones other than the ones i've been on just because <laughs> i don't sure. you know, i never had time i never had time but i
2: mean do you you know, looking at it from our standpoint, when you're starting something, we've been doing this since May 2nd. This is, I forget, I we're, we're up to what, how many episodes now? Uh,
1: 27, you know, 20, 27, now.
2: 20, 27 episodes. And so we're still new in the game. And awesome. to be able to have have people with a reputation come on our show means a lot, you know, especially when you're, when you're just starting out. And it's like the, the love we've received from the, from the community has just been amazing. So oh yeah, we have, Verge really, has a
0: really, really, supportive community.
2: And that's cool that, you know, community to me is everything. If you don't have community, you you really don't have anything. I, I don't care how great your product is. If people don't care about you and care about your, your company and care about what your vision is, then your product really is shit. As far as I'm concerned. Right,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would totally agree on that. Yeah, but I like doing uh, stuff like this where, I mean, I've been on Bloomberg in New York City and, you know, I've been on other, you know, media outlets, but I I equally, if not more, enjoy just talking to, you know, normal guys and, you know, talking, you know, just talking about crypto. And, you know, I think that you reach a a better audience, you know, and you don't, you don't feel like none of this feels fake. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I just have to like blow anybody's ass and, you know. I don't know. There's just less pressure and it's more genuine.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's exactly. exactly what our vision was when we started. This was like everything out there. There's always, and I shouldn't say everything there's, you know, there's a few guys who do this well without pressuring people or whatnot, but you know, I just hate the stereotype, you know, the standard interviews where you're always trying to weasel some weird information out of somebody or back them into a corner to try and do that. And we just wanted to sit down with different people from all across the crypto space and even outside of it and just kind of have a chat about, how they got into it and what they're doing and what they love. And I, I find it well, a lot more interesting. It. So
0: I'd be, I'd be weary of people that don't want to come on and talk about, you know, what they're up to.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I understand exactly. that. Before we wrap this up, I know you said you uh, a little bit short on time today. So one more question for you. Yeah, sure. I'd like to know five ways that you would use a stapler if you didn't have any staples.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Five ways to use a stapler if I didn't have staples. Paperweight. Uh, depending on, I mean, what kind of stapler are we talking about? Like, you know, one of the old school industrial heavy metal ones.
1: You know, I'll leave that sure. up to you. You can you can use a variety of staplers okay. with no staples. Uh, I could probably use
0: uh, a stapler as like an anchor. Uh, when I stick my kayak out, I'd go, I'd just find something like heavy and tie it to a string and use that as an anchor. Uh, nice. Fish a little bit.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, could use it as a weapon, obviously, to defend yourself, swing it at people. Yeah, uh, sure. Ooh. Two more. You could probably paint it, paint it and turn it into a piece of art.
2: There you oh, go. yeah, that's easy. <laughs> um,
0: I guess I was going to say you could use, turn it into some kind of metallic sculpture, but, I mean, I guess that kind of goes with art.
2: Yeah, um, you could also use it as a conversation piece. What the fuck is that yeah. stapler sitting there
0: for? <laughs> well, well, and, and also, you could kind of uh, say that it's something that probably won't really be known to children in another 10 or 20 years as we go paperless, you know?
1: <laughs> you know, that's True. a really good point. True. Too. <laughs> it is. So just how long is it going <laughs> to take? I, I'm waiting for that day now that somebody looks at me and says, what's a stapler?
0: I'm still trying to figure out why they sell that. Uh, I'm trying to figure out why they still sell that kid's toy that looks like the old phone with the cord, like. There's not a, right. I have not seen a phone working like that anywhere in anybody's house for like two decades now. <laughs> it's been a oh long God, time. At why why at are we least. giving, why are we giving this to like two year olds? <laughs> it's right. like
1: four or <laughs> five years ago when I first finally realized that there were no payphones left anywhere. I was like one day I oh needed my a payphone, and I was like, oh wait, I just realized there's no fucking payphones anywhere. <laughs> <No>. Actually,
0: um, <laughs> if you go, if you go on 2600, uh, the hacker quarterly magazine, uh, uh-huh. people when they find payphones, they actually post them in their location and if they work or not.
1: Oh, nice. That's
2: Oh, nice. That would sounds... oh, nice. so, <laughs> yeah, so be there's, cool. There's,
0: there are, there are payphones, just, you know, you really got to search for them. Yep. Yeah. And they no, cost you, you a fortune
2: them. when you find them. They're all private. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, crazy.
0: They're all yeah, private. I miss, the days. I miss those days. I used to have a uh, red box that would make the uh, the five asterisk tone. Uh, when you modified the communications crystal in it and you did five asterisks, it would make the sound of a quarter. And you uh, used to be able to hold it up to the mouthpiece and... You know, every time you press the button, it was, it would register that you put a quarter in. Oh,
2: that's cool. (laughs) Hell yeah, it is. So one last thing before we go today. Today I was, I was buying a mower right for the house, getting this mower and I, and it was a smaller shop, you know, that sells and does maintenance and stuff on your lawn equipment. And I asked the guy, I'm like, you know, I had my wife and my kid with me and I asked the guy, I said, so do you take cryptocurrency? And of course, my, eye, my wife rolls her eyes, my son laughs, chuckles, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Right. So the more I talked to this guy, the more interested he became, obviously. So, you know, I, what is your what is your strive for adoption of normies um, or do you not uh, have one?
0: No, this is a really good thing to bring up, and I'm glad you did. Uh, one thing that I like to tell people, um, because I don't just constantly bring it up everywhere I go, but um, what I like to tell people, and and I hope the best for them, is you got to remind people uh, if they do decide to accept crypto, sure they're not going to get you know tons of you know sales in crypto right away, but uh, they can actually set up their account to hold some of the crypto aside, like uh, you know like like payment processors. I won't name any of them and, and blow them up on the show. But a lot of them will right. allow you to set aside five percent, one percent, anything you want, any any customizable number, and it'll actually hold oh, yeah. that crypto in your account. So you can, you know, almost set up like a savings account for yourself by by choosing to integrate crypto and and you know take crypto for your services because you can say, well, you know, oh, I fixed this guy's mower and it cost me a hundred bucks, or you know, and I'm going to charge him one fifty. I should set up my account right. to to cash out one hundred and forty and save ten dollars of that. You know, and and keep it in that crypto. Oh, for sure. And over time, you know, obviously, since most cryptos are scaled uh, deflationary, you know, it, you know, theoretically, should only go up. So that's that's something important to tell, especially like a mom and pop shop. Is you know, hey, I know this sounds crazy, exactly. You can, you can integrate crypto for almost no extra cost to yourself, and you can even set right. it up to where it becomes like a mini savings account that you know is very beneficial and potentially could be very profitable.
2: Well, he made the comment. He goes, well, nobody really has asked. And I'm like, well, okay. So it's like this, unless you have something saying you accept it, most normal, most average people that are into cryptocurrencies are not going to ask, but the more people that see, right. But the more people that see that sign on your desk, that says, we accept crypto, you know, Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, you know, Digibyte, Verge, whatever they're going to say, What's this about? Or they're going to say, oh, my God, you take crypto. I can pay with some of that. That's sweet as hell. Yeah. You know, so you're opening yourself up to a whole nother financial stream of money to come into your to come into your service.
0: Yeah, I've I've, I've never asked a bar or a restaurant uh, if they take crypto. Uh, I usually just end up hem- handing in my debit card. But the bars and restaurants that I've seen with the Bitcoin logo in their window, I always try to pay in Bitcoin.
2: Right. Okay, dude, you got to follow me more on Twitter because I go to the bars all the time and do this. <laughs> and I do it live broadcast. I do. It's it's so much fun. Me and J-Mac and Clint Westwood, you know, these we are like really strong on adoption and we actually go to places and physically talk to people. Have you ever to spoke
0: to uh, and... T.D. Taihutu? No, I haven't. From the, from the Bitcoin family. So he uh, was one of our oh. presenters at uh, at our Verge meetup in Holland uh, a couple months ago. And uh, him and his whole family sold everything and they live off of crypto and they travel all over the place. They're like the modern day Partridge family on Bitcoin. That's awesome. Wow. And, That's uh, crazy. Yeah. So what's their handle? Uh, D-D-I-D-I-T-A-I-H-U-T-T-U. D-D-I-H-U-T-T-U. Awesome. And so he's one of those guys where, you know, he says, you know, I've heard it a million times, you know, lead by example. And uh, right. it, it never it never really hit me the way it did when I watched him talk and uh, and learn more about his family, because he's like, you know, if you believe in crypto, lead by example. And so, you know, we're, we're saying, you know, we like to go to a bar and pay with Bitcoin if they have the option. This guy, this guy and his whole family, he's got kids and they live off of crypto.
2: That's so awesome. That's so cool. It is. Yeah, the, it's, that's totally cool. And, it's, and, you know, I think the thing that really like open this guy's eyes and it was something I learned you're familiar with Johnny Litecoin yes yeah okay so Johnny Litecoin you know kind of mentioned this to me one time and one of the biggest things that you can tell a merchant is that how much money do you lose yearly in chargebacks and if you say 10% of your income if you say 5% of your income that you bring into the shop you lose in chargebacks it is, and if you say that even two percent of all of it, 1%, the, one percent. If
0: one percent of your money is going out the window, that's huge.
2: Right. So now take that one percent and leave it into crypto. Let that crypto that you might normally get a charge back on grow. Exactly. You know, yeah, and exactly. they're like, "Wow, that's pretty awesome." You know. So there's a lot of ways to approach it. I was really, you know, I I'd like to ask about this. I like to ask what people's stances are, and I really loved your enthusiasm with your answer. Thank you for that. That was awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really important to me uh, to, to explain the benefits of crypto and not just, hey, you can make money if you accept Bitcoin. You know, you say, hey, if you set up one of these payment processors, you know, it's really, really easy. It doesn't cost you right. anything. And you can even turn it into like a mini savings account that could be, you know, super profitable for you.
2: For sure. For sure. That's awesome. Justin, it's been amazing having you on the show today. Yeah, I'm glad I made One it. One last question. How's the puppy? Everything uh, good at I'll, the vet? I'll know,
0: I'll, I'll know soon. Uh, hopefully, it's just like a cyst. he doesn't cool. seem to be in any pain, so that's a good sign. Good, man. Right on. He was right on. On. on that.
2: Always a concern there. Yeah, please. Please do. Yeah, everybody loves right, dog brothers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So have yourself a great day, Justin. Again, thank you so much for coming on, and I hope this isn't the end of our friendship and relationship here because we don't plan on yeah, going anywhere, that? and I don't foresee you going anywhere either. So, you know, thanks <laughs> nope. for coming on the show, brother. Thank okay, you, man. I'd Anytime, love to guys. Do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. We'll keep in touch, and I'll look. I'll look you up when I come to North Carolina. Definitely do. I'd
0: be kind of offended if you didn't.
2: <laughs> right on. We'll make sure hey, we're... same with Michigan. You ever come to Detroit? Come to the auto show? Anything like that? You better look me up because I'll I'll take you on a tour. I built most of that city as a carpenter, so <laughs> I love you it. Oh wow! Nice. That's Hell
0: awesome. Hell yeah!
2: Cool,
1: brother. Have a great day. Sweet. Have a good weekend, man. All
0: right, guys. Take care. Peace.
2: All right,
1: peace. Man, that was awesome. Hell yeah! It was good talking to him. I've I've always kind of wanted to learn more about him. He's every time I've seen him talk, it's You know, it's always about Verge, but there's always been that kind of like interest. He always kind of seems like he's somebody that I would get along with from, you know, similar backgrounds and things like that. So it's been it was really cool to have that conversation with him.
2: Oh, I could see you two connecting for hours and hours, you know, when it comes to that side of things, for sure. For sure. When he started talking about
1: uh, how he first (laughs) got into programming, it was like. Huh? That sounds fucking familiar. Now you're speaking <laughs> my language. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Doo, doo,
2: doo, 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 doo. Yeah, this sounds interesting, guys. Man, that's great.
1: Yeah, right. What lawn. ABC language?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just let me know when you're done. <laughs> no, it was great. I really <laughs> enjoyed that podcast. That was a lot of fun. Heck yeah, we had a good time. Especially like a close to the to just a great week, you know. Man. Yeah. It's just been an incredible week this week. I mean, we've had some amazing guests having Janice and John on for the 4th of July special, Amina Matalo. I mean, Justin Vendetta just an amazing week, just amazing people, amazing energy. Uh, the professor and I both kind of been struggling with our energy, you know, outside of the, uh, podcast here with a, with the project we've been involved with. So that's kind of been a downer, but I would say that the, uh, the pro- this this podcast has been our saving grace and, you know, you guys are everything to us. We we so appreciate all the support we see and all the support of the we fire receive. burning, man. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. And, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more followers, more and more subscribers on our YouTube channel, you know, more followers on Twitter. More positive sentiment flying around about the about the podcast, and it feels really good, guys. It really does. It feels like we're actually doing our part for the community. We're actually doing something that's amazing for everyone to enjoy, and we really like having you around.
1: You know what makes me feel good? What's that? A beer. When I release a new episode, <laughs> yes, yes, or two, <laughs> right? When I release a new episode uh, on the Twitter account and. Shortly thereafter, it's it's not just likes and a few retweets here and there. Um, it's when somebody actually quotes the episode and yeah. makes a comment about something that they liked in it or something like that that lets us know that they're you know people are actually listening. Like it's it's Engaging. a really good feeling. Yeah, it's yes. it's a cool feeling that people are actually listening to what we're doing and and right. like it. So guys, we really appreciate that a thousand percent. It means a lot. Oh my to us. god,
2: yes, it does. And you guys are going to be seeing a little bit more activity from us over in the near future. Um, for the duration. I mean, this is, uh, this baby right here is going to grow and we are going to take it wherever we can take it. And, you know, we want all of you guys along for the ride. So thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for being a part of our, of, of our community. I guess this is our community, right? It is. That's what this. That's what they are. And I love it. I love it. So guys, thank you again. Um, by all means, if you can, if you think about it, if you feel up to it, throw a tip log on the campfire. You know that'll help us generate some revenue that we can keep affording to be able to do this and to be able to do more. Because that's ultimately our goal. We want to be able to do more. We want to travel. We want to bring cryptocurrencies to the average people, and and this is a great avenue to do so. So
1: I can't wait to start spreading the campfire everywhere. We we had oh. a question earlier. Uh, somebody somebody on Twitter was wondering when the campfire is coming to Australia. So.
2: Australia, dude. <laughs> world tour. We've got to make this happen soon. Oh my soon. God! Right. I mean, we got to start with the U.S. first. That's where we oh, live. Yeah. But
1: oh yeah, you know, we got all we got lots of stops in ahead of us. But I, I just can't wait. We got big wait. plans if the bull run hits us. That's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be it's going to be fucking amazing.
2: That'll make all this stuff possible, and then oh, yeah. some. Oh yeah. So you know, thank you all so much, time. guys, for your support. Exactly. All in time. We we you know we're we're. How do I want to say that? We're impatiently being patient. Right, right. (laughs) Anxiously being patient. That's it. We're anxiously being patient. Exactly. We're in this shit for the long (laughs) haul, guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So other no than chance. up, I hope. And, you know, with you guys behind us, I don't see why we can't do that. Why, you know, we just can't continue to bring awesome people. There's just, there's a never ending supply of amazing individuals in this space. There, there just is, there's no question about it. Am I right? And if we
1: ever run out in the space, we got to just bring new people in. So right. If, right. If you so, guys keep doing your job yeah, and going excited. out there yes. and, and telling people about crypto and bringing new people in, We'll never right. run out of guests. You'll never exactly. run out of crypto campfire episodes. So do your part. <laughs> get new people on into crypto. And we'll Heck interview. Yeah. How about that? Share this shit.
2: We love you guys. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you guys soon. You guys have a good night.
1: Peace.